Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. And man, we are a family on this podcast by this point. Episode 70. Yeah, episode 70. Wow. Man, 70 episodes. Like, are you serious? That's just so, I don't know, it's just weird to me. But um, 70 episodes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm having like weird issues with my mic right now, so bear with me if it like gets a little too loud at some points. Um, I think that will be all right, but yeah. So I hope you guys had a great uh, week. Uh, my week has been cool. Um, I mean, quarantine life, Corona life, all that different stuff is just kind of whack still. Um, but hey, you know we're in this together, guys. Um, today, as promised, I'm going to talk about rejection. Um, this is off continuation of last week's episode, of course, where I was talking about how because Jesus Christ died for us, because we have accepted Jesus Christ into our lives, there are things that we no longer have to define ourselves with. There are things that no longer have the power to define us. Um, and we have the wherewithal to deny their access to defining our self-esteem, our worth and such and such. And today, you know, I talked about, um, what do you think I talked about? I talked about comparison. I talked about sin. I talked about failure this week. We're going to dedicate the entire episode to rejection. So because Jesus Christ died for our sins and we have accepted Jesus Christ into our life, rejection does not have to define us. So let's talk about rejection. What's the big deal about rejection? Why do we all fear rejection why do we all fear rejection i think that the clear simple answer and of course you know anything can be more complex but for the sake of simplicity the clear simple answer is that it's because when we get rejected the first thing that comes in our mind is what's wrong with me what happened to me was i good enough What's wrong with me? That's that's the question that we ask ourselves. Um, and ultimately, through this entire conversation, I want us to figure out. I want us to accept the fact that that is not the answer. That is not the question that we need to be asking, um, nor is it the mindset that we need to be having. So I'm going to start off by reading Acts chapter four, verse 10 to 12. And this is, I believe, Peter speaking and he's speaking to I forgot exactly who he's speaking to. Sorry, that I don't have like all the context here, but just listen to this uh, three verses that I'm going to read. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified. This is after Jesus crucifixion, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this name stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is the salvation, if any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. May God bless hearing and reading, understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're reading this by yourself, I would say it's definitely kind of hard to understand because of the language, but let's break it down. Verse 11, it says that, what it's saying is that Jesus was a stone that you builders set not. Um, and but now he's become the head of the corner. 
there's verses in the Bible. It's it's most it's cited in multiple di- multiple different places in the Bible. There's you know I, I know I see it in Psalms. I know I see it in Matthew, where it talks about this. It's it's this like short little idiom. I don't know what an idiom is. Well, you know what I'm talking about, like a simile or whatever. I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it says the stone that the builders rejected have become this cornerstone. In different versions, it's more simplistic. The stone that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. Peter said that Jesus is that stone. If you know about the story of Jesus, you reckon, you understand that Jesus was born to die. He was born and it came to the point where, you know, he died for our sins. But how his death came about from our sins was literally a crowd chanting, crucify him, crucify him. The Pharisees who were supposed to be the holiest people of the land and Jewish community were the ones that never accepted him as a son of God. And at the end of the day are the people who called for his death. So it's safe to say, in fact, it is biblical to say that Jesus Christ was rejected by the people. And that led to his death. Jesus Christ was rejected by the people. Jesus Christ was rejected by the people because they didn't believe that he was the son of God. They didn't want to accept that he was the son of God. Therefore, he was rejected. And you know what's really crazy? And we're going to break this down. When you look at Jesus's resume. You know, because sometimes people get rejected because, hey, your, your resume is not there. You're legitimately not qualified because you haven't had A, B and C experiences or you haven't done A, B and C um, in order to get this job. But we're not talking about that right there, because Jesus, when you look at the scripture, you study the Old Testament, you know that the Messiah, the son of God, was prophesied to come to this earth. And there were different things that this is before Jesus was born, hundreds of years before Jesus was born, there's a 400 year period between the Old Testament and the New Testament over 400 years period. Um, and in the Old Testament, there's different places where they prophesy the son of God and what he's going to be about. Some of the things were that he was going to be born of a virgin, that he was going to be born in Bethlehem, that he was going to be um, of the lineage of the tribe of Judah, going to come from David's house, um, going to come. Um, he's going to be literally this is like as specific as it gets. It notion that he was going to be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Google on your phone right now how many pieces of silver Judas got for betraying Jesus. Do it. Another one is that, you know, they said that he'd be pierced. Just like he was pierced, his hands and his feet were pierced in the cross. And it goes on and on. There's like this document of like 44 things that was prophesied that the Messiah is going to do. And Jesus fulfilled all of them. And I think some people like say it's around 60 something prophecies or 60 something like uh, qualifications of the Messiah. And Jesus fulfilled every last one of them. So before we go any further, we have to recognize that Jesus was not rejected because he didn't do something that he was supposed to do according to the prophecy. Nah, he fulfilled all of it. He fulfilled all of it. So why was he rejected? Why was he rejected? Think about it. I want you to think about think about yourself right now. You fear rejection and you think that every time you get rejected is something with you. But look at Jesus. Jesus was created <laughs> before the beginning of all of this. In order to be the son of God, right? But then when he comes on earth, 
the position that he has been placed in by God, ordained, appointed, anointed by God to be, the people around him say, no, you're not. We reject you. No, you're not the son of God. We will not accept that. In fact, crucify him. This is what Jesus went through. They saw him. They saw his miracles. And at the end of the day, they yelled, crucify him. And, you know, I'm thinking. Like, you know. What if Jesus, you know, I asked myself this question, you know, because a lot of times when, you know, we're insecure and stuff, you know, a lot of us can afford to be insecure. But I don't think Jesus could have ever afforded to be insecure. I feel like if any moment Jesus was insecure, we would not have had a savior die for our sins. Because imagine what if Jesus was like, well, dang, like, you know, all these people aren't accepting me as their Lord and Savior. All these people aren't accepting me as the son of God, even though I've been set up before the beginning of time, as we know it to be the son of God. These people are telling me that I am not the son of God. Well, what if they're right? What if what if, what if Jesus had space to be insecure and said, well, what if they're right? Maybe God chose the wrong person. Why didn't God make me more handsome? Why didn't God, maybe if God made me more handsome, or maybe if God made me more communicable, more social, like a social butterfly, maybe I'd be in a better position. Maybe then that they would, they would accept me. Maybe if I was a better orator, maybe if God made me speak with more, even more authority and I was even a better orator. What if, what if I was more business savvy? What if I was more entrepreneurial? Why couldn't God have made me more smarter in different, I said more smarter, smarter in different, you know, areas and stuff like that. Imagine Jesus had space to be insecure. And when he faced a rejection from the builders, he accepted it as it meaning there's something wrong with me because that's what we always do. When we face rejection, there's something wrong with me. But Jesus couldn't afford, he couldn't afford to not know who he was. He couldn't afford to not know his worth. You know, one of the um, verses that I always talk about and really was one of the founding verses of Unassociated and even my walk um, into conquering my insecurities was in Matthew chapter four. When the first time we see an encounter between Jesus and Satan himself and Satan is asking him all these questions and saying, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread if you are the son of god jump off of this pinnacle and the angel should be able to save you satan said if you are the son of god if you are the son of god if you are the son of god just like he's telling you if you are valuable if you if you are worth of any value if you are special if you are significant in any way then you should be able to get this job if you are significant in any way then you should be able to get this relationship if you are significant in any way then you should be able to be accepted into everything. And if you face rejection, then that means it defines you. You are not good enough. You are less than so on and so on. But Jesus had no space to be insecure. No. He had no space to be insecure. Jesus had to know, no, I am the son of God. Therefore, I don't even have to do anything to prove to Satan that I am the son of God. I don't I don't need to prove anything to myself really that i am the son of god because i'm sure that i am the son of god 
The moral of the story is you cannot continue to reassess your worth and your your image every time you get rejected. You cannot continue to reassess who you are. Start to doubt and have a double mind about who God has created you to be every time you face rejection. You cannot afford it. It's about time that we start to accept the fact that if we are following God and we are doing everything that we are supposed to be doing, we've put in the work. We've put in the work. You know, because I mean, if you're not getting that job because it requires a bachelor's degree, then you got rejected because you didn't have a bachelor's degree. So get a bachelor's degree. So you've got your bachelor's degree. You've, you've done the work that God wanted you to do. Let's say that. And you are following God. What all of this proves is that you can still get rejected. You can still get rejected. It can still happen to you. If Jesus, the son of God, the perfect son of God can be rejected as the son of God. That people can reject him as the son of God. What makes you think that you can walk around this earth without ever facing rejection? Not to mention that if Jesus was still continued to be the son of God, even though the population rejected that identity from him. Then you can continue to be who God has created you to be no matter what. Any rejection you face. Jesus is an example. That rejection is not what defines you. God. Is who defines you. Even think about it. God, when we talk about Jesus, who was Jesus? Jesus is the son of God. His identity was is literally a reference to God, just like yours. When you think about your worth, when you think about who you are, you ought to have a reference point. You have to have a reference point. Because I'm going to tell you like this, you know, when we talk about worth, Worth has to do with how much people value that gold is only a thing that is expensive because we all agree that it is expensive. If we decided that, hey, you know what? We don't care about gold no more. The gold market or whatever the value would be nothing and we wouldn't care because no one cares. Right. So a lot of times we have that same you know, idea you know, like if a lot of people aren't caring about me, a lot of people can reject me and throw me off to the side. And that must mean that I don't have value. But you have to understand this one thing. You know, that would be the case if it wasn't for Jesus Christ because of this. God already set the market. And I said this before. When Jesus Christ died for your sins, you were bought with a price. He placed value on you. Now, at any point in your life, I don't care after you've sinned, after you've rejected, after you've failed, after you've been compared to somebody and you feel like you've lost in a certain type of aspect. It doesn't matter. You have to understand that on your worst day, after you've done everything terrible, you are still not less valuable than the death of Jesus Christ. The death of Jesus Christ is still how valuable you are. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were dirty, down, low, Christ died for us. 
So that's how much your worth is. That's how much all of our worth is. Jesus Christ's death. Jesus Christ's death. That's how much you're worth. You look at Jesus and Jesus was placed on this earth to die a reject. That's why he was that's why he was placed on the earth to die a reject. But we're scared of rejection because we think every time we're rejected it's because something's wrong with us. It's about time that we understand and accept who God has created us to be. And a part of that, a part of that process is accepting the fact that because we are who we are, some doors will open and some doors will never open. Ever. And then the second part to that is it's okay. That's fine. Because you didn't need that door to open in the first place. Maybe somebody else, that's a door for somebody else or a few or a hundred more people, but not you. Because that's not you. That's not your door. We have to come to a place in recognizing that. Accept the rejection. If you're following God, if, you're, if you've done everything God has asked you to do, accept the rejection. Because you have to be you. You know, you're going to want to change yourself in order to please the people. Imagine Jesus started trying to walk a little different and talk a little different and do a little different things just because he was trying to convince everybody that, hey, I am the Messiah because even though I've done all these miracles, right? And you guys still don't believe me. Uh, maybe I should say, hey, let's overrun Caesar. Let me tell them what they want to hear. Let's let's run a revolt against Caesar. Maybe that's what they wanted to hear. Let's pay the Pharisees as much money as they want to get paid and so on and so on. Let me tell them what they want to hear. Let me do what they want me to do. You got to do you, man. Because I will tell you this, you know, like as much as there is doors that will close because you are you, there are also doors that will only open if you are you. And if you're not being you, if you're not being genuine the person that God has created you to be, then that door won't open. It was supposed to open. There will be doors that were supposed to open that won't. So I want you to think of things that... I want you to think of what you're scared of being rejected by. You know? Think of something you're scared of being rejected by and ask yourself why. And after you have that thing in your head, the next thing I want you to ask is after every, everything that you just heard, is it true? You're scared of being rejected. You've asked yourself why. Why are you scared of this thing rejecting you? And that why now... Bring it to the third question. After everything that you just heard in this podcast, is that true? Every day you have to wake up, you have to choose freedom. 
And that freedom is power, that freedom to not allow the things of this earth to dictate your self-image, to dictate your worth, to dictate your value. You'll realize that, you know, as you start to know yourself more and more and, and you enter into a relationship with God more and more, everything that you thought would define you in this earth is just... It holds no power. The only power that it holds is, is the amount of power that you give it. <sighs> um, for those who have just been rejected by anything, I just wanted to tell you, get up and dust yourself off. God still has things to do with you. Um, that's why you're still alive. Get up, dust yourself off. We got work to do. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this um, message. And I pray that it really hits home, Father God, to the people who are dealing with, you know, just this fear of rejection, oh God, and and this fear of it defining them, Lord God. And I just want to rebuke that spirit right now, oh God. Help us, Father God, to break free from the prisons that we are actually creating in our own minds. The self-torment, oh God. Recognize that the, that the Son of God, the Messiah, you in the flesh came down to this earth and even you were rejected. Rejected. They didn't want to accept that you were who you were, oh God. So help us, God, with that same attitude that Jesus had, Father God. Recognize that Jesus died for us, oh God. So that has set the market on our worth, oh God. So we don't need to get acceptance in order to feel something about ourselves. We can get rejected left and right and know that you are still God. You are still there. You are still big. And because you are you, Lord Jesus, then we are us. Take glory. Take honor, take praise in every area of our lives, Lord God. Let that be what's on our mind, Lord Jesus, how we can glorify you, not how we can get people to believe in us and accept us, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that if you have faced any rejection in your life, that you pick yourself up and you dust yourself off and you keep on going because that's what's exa that's exactly what you are supposed to be doing. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. See you guys next week. Peace.